0: Good evening, everybody. I hope everybody's doing well, and by the time you hear this, I hope those that are celebrating it are having a wonderful Valentine's Day. What I wanted to talk to you about today is something a little more uh, serious than some of our normal conversations and some of the things that we would normally discuss here on the podcast, and that is what my nieces and nephews have taught me about myself and what my nieces and nephews have taught me about you and what my nieces and nephews have taught me about the world. Now, you're probably thinking, oh man, he's losing it again. He's going off into left field. Well, you, you might be right. You might be right. But I hope you'll hang around. I hope you'll listen and I hope you'll listen with an open mind and kind of, kind of get a feel for what I'm saying and maybe apply it to yourself and apply it to your life. And, you know, leave me some comments. Leave me your thoughts on the matter. I'm always here. I'm always willing to listen. This is not supposed to be a one-sided podcast. If you have thoughts and opinions, leave them. I'll play them. I'll talk about them. I will mention them on air. I'll have you on air if you'd like. But with that being said, my youngest niece is just a little over a year old. My oldest niece is approximately seven years old, or my next niece is seven years old. And my next niece is 11 years old. So I have three nieces, oldest being 11 the next one being seven, the next one being just over one year old, and I have a seven-year-old nephew. Now, something I have learned over the years watching them grow up is innocence. The things that go on in the world and the things that we get upset about and the things that we get upset about on social media and the things that we blame the media for. They don't know anything about. They don't know anything about Black Lives Matter. They don't know a whole lot about who's running for president. They know who the older the older ones of course know who the president is. And they understand the concept of an election you know, that's taller than the school system with the electoral votes and whatnot. They understand the process. That's about it. That's about it. But see, my point is, the four of them are some of the sweetest people I know. Why? Because... They haven't been taught the very things that we are arguing about in the media, on social media, with each other, getting arrested, killing people, calling people names, judging people, making stereotypes, and the list goes on. They're not doing it because they don't know it. So what does that tell you? As we proceed through life, the folks that are out there that are complaining about something, that are complaining about stereotypes, and I'm one of them. I have complained about stereotypes, but the people that have these stereotypes and these preconceived notions about skin color and sex choices and transgender this and transgender that are... Those that have those feelings have been taught those feelings at some point in their life. It was a choice made. My point to you is, a white person is not born to dislike a black person, a Japanese person, a Chinese person, a Mexican, anything about it. It is something that you're taught. An able-bodied person is not taught to dislike a disabled person. They're not taught to judge that person. They're not taught to treat anybody any differently. It's something that you are taught. And there becomes a point in your life when you become old enough to make your own decisions where it it transitions from a something you were taught to a decision that you make. And sadly, most of you that are going to listen to this podcast are in the category of it's a decision that you choose to make. You choose to judge someone. You choose to have those stereotypes and you choose to turn your back on someone, and you choose not to talk to someone based on something they say, something they believe, or whatever the case may be. You have your abilities to choose what you wanna do. So if you're sitting out there saying you accept everybody, then we all need to sit down and look at what we choose. My little nieces and my nephew know just a few things. They need somebody to love them. They need somebody to care for them. They need somebody to feed them. They need somebody to provide a roof over their head. They want somebody to buy them some toys. They want somebody to spend some time with them. The basics in life. Those are the things they look for. My youngest niece, you guys have have seen some photos of her, I'm sure. I'm proud of her. She loves me for me. She doesn't care that I'm disabled. She doesn't care that I'm in a wheelchair. All of my nieces and nephews embrace this fact. Why? Because they've not been taught any differently. Some of you have been taught differently, and some of you that weren't taught differently, when you got old enough to make your own choices, decided to think differently. That's why I get hot. That's why I look in the mirror. And that's why I blame society for what goes on in the world. That's why I look at things like Facebook and Twitter and have a disdain for them because it allows people to get up there and spew complete and total nonsense about anything and get one person on a bandwagon and voila. We've got a whole line of bullcrap that people know that's fake, but it's something to follow, it's something to support, it's drama, it's something to cheer. So therefore we do it. And when you look at social media, I ask you to ask yourselves a question. Those of you, such as myself, for example, that have got several hundred friends or, (coughs) excuse me, even maybe a few thousand friends, when you look at those friends on Facebook, are they really your friends? And I'll explain what I mean. They're your friends when it's good. They're your friends that will type sending prayers. They're your friends that will type hope you feel better. That is emotional and moral support that someone can provide behind a screen. Now me, when I put something on social media and I say something on social media or I say something in this podcast What I say on social media is what you would see me do in in person. That's what I would say to you to your face. That's the way I would treat you to your face. There's no shame in my game. There's no fake in my game either. I'm just as real as they come. And last time I looked on social media, I had somewhere around 689, 690 friends on Facebook. And you know what? I know that when I pass away, 670, 680 of those friends aren't going to know about it until they come looking me or somebody makes an announcement. I understand that a very few small number of those people when I pass away are going to attend my funeral and are going to show any sort of remorse in person, whether it be 10 people, 20 people, 30 people, or 50 people, I know that 690 or ever how many there are at the time is going to show up. That's just the way it is. We live in this life where there's two sides to it. For some people, there's the side where they can get on that screen and they can tap those fingers and they can say whatever they want. And then there's the side to where you can meet them at a restaurant. You can meet them at their home and you get that person. Me, I'm the same person on both sides. I'm real. I'm in your face. I tell it like it is. And that's why some of you don't like me. And that's fine. I tend to say what people are thinking. Some don't like that. Sometimes I say what's not being said that needs to be said. Some people don't like that. There's a word for that, folks. It's a very good word. It's called authentic. I'm a very authentic person. I don't play games with your heart. I don't play games with your emotions. I don't play games with anybody physically. I don't play games with anybody's mind. I just don't do it. I don't have the time for it. I don't have energy for it. I don't have the energy nor the time to deal with the fallout that comes from doing when you do such a thing. And that's the beautiful thing about my nieces and my nephews they accept people for who they are because they are young enough to make up their own minds and they haven't been influenced by anyone or anything else yet yet so when you sit up there on social media you sit up there in person and you say that you don't judge a person or you don't do this Maybe you need to look back real hard and look through the details of your life and think about when you did and when you didn't. And I'm not saying it's, it's bad if you did. We have all judged at some point. We have all judged at some point based on what we were taught, like I said at the beginning. But you know, there becomes a point in time in life when you grow out of that. you open your mind if you will you open your mind to change you open your mind to life you open your mind to different you open your mind to something new and it's sad that based on some of the things that i see on social media some people just can't get there yet Some people want to still complain about a mask and want to still complain about politics and want to still complain about who's president. So are we going to complain forever? Are we? Or does there become a point in time that we move on and we're adults and we do what we're supposed to and we grow up? Or do we continue to complain? There are two or three people on my social media feed that complain every day and put everything up there in their social media feed. Their complaint is somehow politically based. Or conspiracy as they call it. Yes, believe you me, I understand 100% that conspiracy is the name of the game for some of you. Some of you will believe a conspiracy before a fact is put in front of your face. But what's funny about it is when it's turned the other way and the conspiracy's on you, you're looking for the fact. You can't decide. And I'm not totally dumb to this thing either. I'm 42 years old. I have been in a wheelchair my entire life. Somebody asked me something the other day about writing a book because I have observed so much in life. Because when you're disabled on any level basically, you're left out of certain situations. You see things from a different angle. If you're physically disabled, me, I see them from a sitting angle. Me, I see them from an emotional angle. Me, I see them from a critical angle. I see them from a smart angle. I don't see all the physical things that some folks see. I see the weaknesses in people. I see the strengths in people. I see where people need a helping hand. I see where people are good at helping others. I see people's mannerisms. I see the way they treat people. And I can watch that and usually get some idea of how these people were raised and where they've been in life, and not even say a whole lot to them. Yet. And that's, that's the thing. When you're left out, you become an observer. When you're left out of social situations, when you're left out of relationships, and people sometimes roll you to the side, if you will, so you can be there and be a witness I've never sat on the sidelines and been a dummy. I don't know if any of you have ever seen me break. I don't know if any of you have ever seen me quit. Maybe I should have broke it sometimes. Maybe I should have quit it sometimes. Those of you that know me know when those times are. They know when those times have been. You've never seen me back down. You've never seen me kneel down. I don't do that type of thing. When I quit will be when some sort of medical problem or some sort of medical condition or God steps in and says, David, quit. You're done. Slow down. Stop. That's when I quit. Whether it be five minutes from now, an hour from now, five years from now, 50 years from now, that's when I quit. Those of you that know me have seen me in some of the toughest situations in my life that have have brought tears to other people's eyes, mine included at times, and I still keep fighting. I'm not asking for a checkered flag, if you will, or a medal or anything like that. My point to you is it's the way I was taught. I was taught to keep fighting. And when you reach a certain point in life, you make the decision. Are you going to be a fighter? Are you going to be a quitter? Are you going to be somewhere in the middle? I chose to fight. I chose to fight like hell. I support those around me. I try to be a good uncle. I try to be a good brother. I try to be a good son. I try to be a great friend. I try to be a good helper. I try to be a supporter. I try to be a giver. I always try to put people before myself no matter what my situation is. These are the same traits my nieces and nephews have today. My niece at one year old will put me and will put handing me something that fell on the floor above playing with her toys. And if a one year old can figure it out, some of you adults to be able to figure it out. And if you can't, you're doing a pretty poor job. Because I know that some people just get out of bed every day just to see what drama they can stir up on social media today, and the first thing you do every morning when you open your eyes, you don't even have your eyes all the way open, you're reaching for that device to see what was posted on social media. If they were to shut social media down, over half of you probably wouldn't make it. And I don't mean your businesses. That's not what I'm getting at. Yes, I know businesses depend on social media. That's not what I'm getting at. Some of you would have a hard time functioning as people because you wouldn't be able to get on there and tap and share gossip and contribute to gossip all day long. That's sad. That is sad. That is said. Now there are people out there that have been through much tougher situations than myself. They've been through divorce. They've been through heartbreak. They've been through medical conditions. They've been through medical conditions that are much worse than mine. They survived cancer. They're going through cancer treatments. Or they don't know what's wrong and they're out there fighting. I hear you. I'm listening. Keep fighting. I will hold your hand. I will support you. And if you've already been through it, I want to hug you. And I don't say that to be corny. Those are the strong people in the world. Those are the corner posts that are holding the world up for the rest of us. Because some of us are spending our time spreading too much BS on social media. Where are the fighters in the world? Where, And I don't mean physically fighting. I mean the ones that are willing to get up and make a positive statement. I don't mean protesters. I don't mean protesters. We don't need protesters. We need open-minded people to get up and stand for something. Stand for something in the right way. Support things in the right way do the right channels to get things accomplished and stop this bandwagon thing that's going on me i don't care whether you're democrat republican independent or 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 some form thereof other i don't some of you care about somebody's political affiliation more than you care about a friendship how many social media post that I see over the past year that says, if you like Trump, unfriend me now. If you like Biden, unfriend me now. Are you that close-minded? Really, are you? I get that there are things that each candidate says or each side believes in that you don't. I do not disagree with that. Not at all. In no way, shape, form, or fashion do I disagree with that. But just because somebody's a Democrat or just because somebody's a Republican doesn't mean I stop communicating with them. It just means we might disagree on a few things, and you know what? That's what makes the world beautiful. I'm glad we're not all the same. I'm glad people have different opinions. And what makes the world beautiful is when you can express that the correct way. That's one of the most beautiful things the world can offer. That's part of being a free American. And it doesn't matter what side you're on. As long as you address your opinion in a civil manner. And there's some fact to your opinion and you're not just spewing nonsense, then please, yes, share your opinion. Me, I was raised to treat everybody equal. As I mentioned earlier, I was raised to fight for what's right. That's what I've done in my life. At times, folks, I have had two feet and two arms backed up against the wall, getting slammed against the wall, not literally. And I still managed to come out fighting. I've had to have help along the way. Some of you have helped. Some of you have helped. Some of you have helped greatly. I appreciate you. And I have always tried to be there for anybody, whether you helped me or not. And those of you that deal with me on a daily basis and see the way I do things, you know that's true. You know that no matter what day I've had or what I have been through on any given day, I have always been there for you and I will always be there for you. That's it. It's the bottom line. That's the way I work. And it burns my biscuits to see people do otherwise. It burns my biscuits to see people get treated wrong. It burns my biscuits when men can't treat women correctly and, to be fair, women can't treat men correctly. It burns my biscuits when we hear these stories of, oh, all a man wants is sex. All he wants to do is this. All he wants to do is that. You know, we're back to those preconceived notions that we're all the same. And to be fair, ladies, let's be fair. A lot of men do that to women. Oh, she nags. Oh, she complains. Oh, she this. Oh, she that. We all need to stop it. Not all men are the same. Not all women are the same. Not everybody gets treated the same. But see, when you say that, you've got to be willing to open your eyes, walk to walk, and talk to talk. And I don't know, as I have ever been ugly to anybody. That has not been ugly to me first. That didn't solve anything. But I don't judge people based on things that they can't control. And frankly, you shouldn't either. And I can hear you now, oh, you you shouldn't tell me me what I should do. You're right. I should But your actions are doing it for other people. So what's the difference? And like I said, when this podcast started now, almost 27 minutes ago, my little nieces and my nephew have warm, loving, giving hearts. And that's all they know. And I hope for the most part that that's all they will ever know. The decisions that you make could, and in my opinion, should be the same way. But they're not. Because you're making decisions based on who you want to make happy, what you're willing to do, what you're willing to tolerate. What you're willing to assume. Don't you know that sometimes when you assume something, you make a fool of yourself? Don't you know that sometimes when you assume something, you're missing out on something that could be great? You're also missing out on something that could be terrible, to be fair. But you could be missing out on something that could be great. I don't get it. I don't get it. I remember a time when I went into a third grade classroom in a wheelchair and as soon as I got there, everybody turned and took a look. What was this? Wow. He's different. They're right. I came in in a different way. Not what you're used to, was it? But within a matter of minutes. these kids were warming up to me, reaching out to help me and to be my friend. When I was in the third grade, I met some lifelong friends that are still in my corner today. They still Treat me equally just like they do anyone else. That means I catch the crap, the jokes, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the indifferent. And frankly, I love every second of it. Why? Because it's normal. It's normal. And that's a place we need to get back to. With, with social media, without social media, I don't know. But we need to get to wherever normal is. And if this is normal, grandkids and great-grandkids may have a big problem in the future. Because right now, in society we are fighting for equality on one side and we're teaching people to fight it on the other side you know and if you take a minute and i talk about myself for here 30 seconds and i be a little selfish it's kind of like women out there saying we're looking a good guy A lot of you have had one in front of you. He just sits in a wheelchair, so he doesn't fit the mold. He doesn't fit what, what what your stereotype has taught you. So that's not the choice you make. How many of you out there have said you're looking, have told me specifically, you're looking for a good man, and have I ever thrown my hands up in there and gone, Hello? But I won't do because you're out there showing me that the stereotype is correct. He doesn't look normal. He doesn't act normal. He's in a wheelchair. He's quote unquote different. So therefore, I look elsewhere. That's what my stereotype taught me. That's the decision I made. Yep. You made that decision, society made that decision. And the one that decides to make a different decision at any point in my lifetime is going to get one special person. And she will be treated like a very special lady. That's the way it should be. That's the way everybody should be every day. Domestic violence shouldn't even be a thing, and that's another thing for another podcast. But it shouldn't even be a thing. It shouldn't even exist. We should all be good to each other. I know that's a stretch, and I know that's wishful thinking, and I realize that in in, in most cases that's not going to happen. I'm just saying that's the way it should be. Anyway, I hope everybody's listened. Leave me some comments. I would love to hear them. I'm sorry for rambling on, but this is something I feel strongly about. I hope you guys have had a wonderful Valentine's Day. You should be showing folks that you love them every day. We never know when that last breath is coming. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. Thank you again for listening. Please share with your friends. It helps. Take care, everybody. Have a good afternoon. Bye-bye.